Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a mock draft Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And on today's mock draft Monday, we are going to look at some three-round mock drafts. The Titans have two picks in the first three rounds, so we're going to look at a couple of options there. And a lot of the focus for the Titans in the draft has been on the offensive side of the ball. But today, I got some defensive options for you as well as my own personal three-round mock draft. So we're stepping it up on Mock Draft Monday here on the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is Mock Draft Monday here on the Locked On Titans podcast. In our previous two Mock Draft Mondays this offseason, we've done just looking at the first round options that the Titans would have. But now I want to take it a step further and look at the pairing that the Titans could put together with their two picks in the first round. Three rounds. So we're going to look at three different mock drafts, two of them from outside publications, but the final one we're going to look at is Ya Boys, one I made my own. And I got to tell you, I think it's the best of them all. But we're going to get into this mock draft Monday. Before we do, want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Betonline, where the game starts. Also, I have to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, got to let you know, my name's Tyler Rowland. 20-plus years as a Tennessee Titans fan. We focus on the X's and O's in the scheme on the Locked On Titans podcast, but of course, always going over the latest rumors, the latest news, the latest notes coming out of Nashville. Going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. Make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you do stream. Check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel for the video on, or for the podcast on video. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell and hit that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube right now. You can get additional analysis from me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But with our housekeeping out of the way, time to dive into our first three round mock draft. And of course, because of the trade for Julio Jones, I know a lot of you guys are screaming internally right now. The Titans only have two picks in the first three rounds. They have pick number 26 in the first round and pick number 90 in the third round. So what kind of pairings could the Tennessee Titans be walking out of the first three rounds with? Well, we're going to look at a mock draft from NFL.com's Chad Reuter. And with the Titans' first pick, number 26, in the first round, Reuter has the Titans selecting a pick that has annoyed the crap out of me the entire offseason, and that is N'Kobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. Now, let me say this. Nothing against N'Kobe. Got a sweet name. He's a really good player. But I don't see positional value with taking linebacker in the first round. Just off-ball linebackers can be had at later times in the draft. Look, Monty Rice did a solid job as a rookie last year, and he was a fourth-round pick. David Long's the best linebacker the Titans have. He was a sixth-round pick. So, I just don't see the positional value with taking a linebacker this high, even if it's a good player like N'Kobe Dean. And with the... uh, 
financial situation that I presented on Friday's show, which if you missed that show, you've got to go back and check out Financial Friday, where I broke down the entire money situation for the Titans and how they can carve out up to $84 million in cap space. But one of the my proposed scenario going forward showed a restructure for Zach Cunningham. So you'd be bringing back David Long, you'd be bringing back Zach Cunningham, you'd be bringing back Monty Rice. There's just no reason whatsoever to draft N'Kobe Dean in the first round. But hey, we'll give Reuter a chance to speak for himself. Here's what he had to say for the pick. Quote, with Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans due to reach free agency, finding a bargain like Dean available here is a bonus. If the former Georgia linebacker outperforms expectations at the NFL scouting combine, he could be long gone by this pick. And quite frankly, I hope he is. Good for N'Kobe Dean. Very exciting, very good player. But again, I don't see the value for the Titans. I don't see the value for the position. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And when you look at some options that were available for the Titans based on Reuters mock draft, Zion Johnson, the interior offensive lineman from Boston College, who was incredibly impressive during the Senior Bowl. We know how J-Rob loves the Senior Bowl. I'll be bringing that up throughout the show. Uh, Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver from Penn State, went at 33. Trey McBride, the tight end uh, from Colorado State, went at 36. Chris Olave from Ohio State, the wide receiver, went at number 39. So. I would have liked all of those options over N'Kobe Dean. Now, the third-round pick, I got to say, pretty happy with it. Makes a lot of sense for the Titans. Chad Reuter had the Titans taking tight end out of Ohio State, Jeremy Rucker. Rucker has some position versatility. I wouldn't really say you could flex him out as a slot-wide receiver uh, like you can like an Anthony Ferkser or like Mike Gesicki, who seems to be a hot name for Titans fans. The Titans are not signing Mike Gesicki. But anyways, moving forward, Rucker can play kind of that wing tight end. Uh, the, the an H-back that kind of moves around a little bit. He's a good blocker, not a great blocker. He's not a great route runner, quite frankly, but he's sure-handed. He'll catch the ball and get what he can. He's not going to blow you away with yards after the catch, but he's just your prototypical standard solid tight end. I think he could be a low-end NFL starter, maybe a, an average NFL starter, and in the first year for the Titans, he would just need to be a solid tight end, too. He would be an upgrade from Jeff Swaim. That's kind of what you're looking at, in my opinion. The Titans bring in a veteran free agent in um, free agency, of course. You add Jeremy Ruckert. You bring back Ferkser on a cheap deal. Now you're going with, let's say, a Gerald Everett, a Jeremy Ruckert, and an Anthony Ferkser as your tight end lineup, and I think that would be an improvement upon what the Titans had last year. So I like that. Uh, combination there from Chad Reuter if that first-round pick was improved. But going with N'Kobe Dean just kind of sullies it for me in a way. But we're going to get into a uh, another defensive option at a position that we haven't discussed a lot that the closer we get towards the draft, I kind of think it wouldn't be insane for the Titans to attack it early on. Before we get into that second three-round mock draft of the day, do want to tell you guys about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bars in the galaxy. So it's February, and that means your New Year's resolution is probably out of the window by now. But you can continue to eat healthy if you incorporate Built Bars into your plan. They're absolutely delicious. So even though most protein bars are chalky and waxy and hard to choke down, Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and chewy and delicious. They have a ton of different flavors like the peanut butter brownie, the white chocolate cheesecake is delicious as well, but they have great textures available too. The puff bars have a marshmallowy consistency. The crunch bars have obviously a nice crunch. 
to them. Those are my favorite. I love crunchy anything. I'm addicted to anything crunchy. But uh, just the flavors right there. They're healthy for you as well, though. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. High calorie or low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. I'm just ready to go eat one. I'm so jazzed up on the flavors, but they're healthy for you. They taste delicious. It's the best of both worlds as a healthy meal substitute or just a guilt-free snack. Make sure you go to built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Titans fans, let's continue this Mock Draft Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're stepping it up a level on today's Mock Draft Monday, going from just one-round mock drafts to three-round mock drafts. So instead of just looking at the Titans' first pick, we can start to piece the puzzle together that will be the Titans' draft class. We just went over Chad Reuter's three-round mock draft. Didn't really like that first-round pick of linebacker Nicobe Dean from Georgia, but did like the third-round pick of Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end, from Ohio State. I think that's the sweet spot for the Titans to get a tight end is right there in that third round. If they happen to trade back and pick up a couple of picks in the second or an additional third, I think maybe even higher than pick number 90, they should look at tight end. But we'll see how things shake out. And those are options and routes that we will explore in coming Mock Draft Mondays and you know upcoming Locked On Titans podcast. So we'll get into that there. But before we get into that second Mock Draft, I do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you're following the Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. The Locked On NFL podcast. I'm one of the Thursday hosts. So there's no reason if you enjoy the Locked On Titans podcast to not check out the Locked On NFL podcast. You get all your local coverage with me here for the Titans. Check out your national coverage with the Locked On NFL podcast. Again, I am the Thursday host. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. So make sure you check that out. But diving into this second mock draft. It comes from Luke Easterling from DraftWire, which is USA Today. So I guess technically my colleague. You could say, in a way. I don't know how you want to hash that out. I do write for the Titans Wire um, for USA Today. So if you guys want to check out any of my articles, uh, just go over there and uh, peep them. Always doing film study articles uh, every week during the season. Going to get some articles throughout the offseason on some film things as well. So don't miss out on that. But for this mock draft from Luke Easterling with the first pick for the Titans, number 26 in the first round, he has them going with a position that we haven't talked about much, and it's Edge Rusher. He has them going with Minnesota's Boye Mafe. Okay, so Mafe was incredibly impressive at the Senior Bowl, and we know, as I mentioned in the first segment, this was going to be a theme. John Robinson loves the Senior Bowl. 50% of his mid-round picks since he took over have been from the Senior Bowl. It's pretty crazy. So, Makes sense from that standpoint. Here's what Easterling had to say about the pick. Even if the Titans are able to re-sign Harold Landry, they could still use a younger edge rusher on the opposite side if Bud Dupree can't be counted on long-term. Mafe backed up his impressive film with a dominant week of practice at the Senior Bowl, launching him into the first-round conversation. One thing I really like about Mafe, he's incredibly athletic and versatile. He's good in space, and that fits with the Titans' scheme. The Titans like to drop their linebackers back into pass coverage, 
blitz off one side, drop into coverage on the other side. They love doing those things. And to have two linebackers and Harold Landry and Mafe who could both do that successfully and excel in space because of their athleticism would be huge. He's got great hand usage. That's something that's really advanced for being a guy coming out of college. That's a great start. Um, want to improve some strength so he can get better as a run defender, but he wouldn't be asked to be a starting linebacker in the Titans' base packages in his first year so that he could add some strength, get used to playing the run, things like that. It's not like he's bad in that area by any means, but uh, just you know, areas of improvement for a guy coming out of college. But he has the ability to be a good pass rusher, a situational pass rusher, Right away, he would help the Titans, like I said, drop him back into coverage, drop him back into space so he could be used on early downs early in his career as well. And, you know, like Easterling said, if Bud Dupree can't be counted on long term, a little bit of a Rollins rant starting to bubble in my mind to discuss about Bud Dupree. I think this will be Bud Dupree's last season with the Tennessee Titans. And coincidentally, over the weekend, he turned himself in to jail for that physical altercation he had um, following the Titans' win over the Houston Texans or during the bye week, or right before the Titans playoff game, gotten that altercation at that Walgreens in Nashville. So uh, I think that he's not a long-term option. And the Titans maybe need to focus on edge a little bit more than they expected going into this offseason. Yes, Rashad Weaver is going to be back, but he's got some legal troubles of his own that still aren't entirely sorted out. And he's more of a power guy who I think has the ability to play the Danico Autry role, play as a forefront defensive end in base packages, kick down and rush from the inside on passing down packages. And I think the Titans still need to address that edge position. I think in 2023, you're going to have Harold Landry on a huge contract, deservedly so. You're going to have Rashad Weaver as a rotational and kind of versatile edge rusher. But you need that other edge rusher to complement Harold Landry long-term and I think uh, replacing Bud Dupree's big money contract after the season with a young guy like Mafe does make a lot of sense. Now, I've seen Mafe mocked anywhere from the first round to the third round, so I think this would be a little bit high. Some other options that were there, Garrett Wilson at 27 went one pick later, Jamison Williams went at 28, Zion Johnson went at 31, Chris Olave went at 33. I think all of those guys would be better options early on. But essentially, I, I think this is a good way to have the conversation that I, I, I don't think edge rusher is out of the world uh, of possibility. Here for the Titans, it's a very good edge rusher class. There's a lot of really good edge rushers in the first round, uh, even past, you know, the first couple of guys, Aiden Hutchinson and, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, you got um, the edge rusher from Michigan, Banjo, I, I think is uh, is the name right now. It's escaping me, but you got uh, Carl Offidus at Purdue. Uh, there are a lot of options. Jermaine Johnson from Florida State is probably going to end up going way higher than expected. Boye Mafe is another guy who kind of comes to mind. So there are going to be a lot of edge rusher options for the Titans at that pick. And quite frankly, I, I think it makes a ton of sense. When you do a draft, when you're drafting, you don't do it just, what do we need this year? You have to look ahead. Yeah, David Ajabo from Michigan. I could not go on without correcting myself there. So, yeah, you know, the, the Titans are going to be able to have Aiden Hutchinson and, and Kayvon Thibodeau. That's not going to be an option, but there are going to be a ton of options late in the first round at edge rusher that I think make a lot of sense. And if they drop to the Titans, well, at some point, you, you, you got to think about that as an option because personally, and some of you guys disagree and I know, but personally, 
I don't think Bud Dupree is a long-term option. I know everybody's, he's a force multiplier, and we've had this conversation, and we'll get it down into Roland's rant later in the week. But, yeah, I think if a really good edge rusher falls to the Titans, like even a Drake Jackson from USC, if a really good edge rusher falls to the Titans late in the first round at pick 26, I think they have to at least consider it. And if for some reason there's a heavy wide receiver run and an interior offensive lineman run, Linderbaum and Zion Johnson are both off the board, I don't think edge rusher is insane at this time. And that's kind of how I'm progressing through the offseason. The the pick in the third round at pick 90 was Isaiah Likely, the tight end out of Coastal Carolina. And some people have Isaiah Likely as their top tight end in the draft. I mean, he's got incredible vertical ability to get down the field as a vertical route runner. He is a very physical and willing blocker. Now, there's some technical aspects to his blocking that need to improve, some technical route running that needs to improve. Uh, he can round off uh, certain intermediate routes and things like that, but very good catcher, very good blocker, versatile guy, can play the F, can play the H, can play the Y. Uh, y is inline tight end, H is like that wing back, and F is like a flexed out slot receiver, but tight end. So he can do all of those things, incredibly explosive athleticism. Like I said, willing blocker. I think Isaiah Likely, Makes a ton of sense for the Titans, but I have to say, I don't think he'll be available at 90. I don't. So that that sweet spot for, for tight ends is anywhere from 40 to 80. I think the Titans would have to get in that range if they really want to get a tight end in the draft. And that's why I continue to say I think the tight ends are better, or the Titans are better off going after tight end in free agency, but that is the second mock draft. I like Boye Mafe and Isaiah Likely together. I like that a little bit better than what we got when the Kobe Dean and Jeremy Ruckert and Chad Reuter in that first one, but the last mock draft of the day is mine, <laughs> and I think it's the best one of them all. I solved the Titans' two biggest problems with the two picks that they have. But I'll tell you the options that I was choosing from and let you in on my psychology as I made those picks. Before we go into that, though, do want to tell you guys a little bit more about our title sponsor, BetOnline.net. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full swing, both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, let's cap off this step-up mock draft Monday. We're looking at three-round mock draft. The Titans have two picks, 26 and 90. Will they have more? Will they trade back? That remains to be seen. But I've done two outside mock drafts so far. Chad Reuter from NFL.com, Luke Easterling from USA Today's Draft Wire. Now, I want to do one of my own, and while I like the two mock drafts that we've seen. I am not 100% on board with the first-round selections that they made on the defensive side of the ball. So what would I do? Do it better then, Tyler. Okay, challenge accepted. I pulled up the Draft Network's mock draft simulator and you know dove into uh, all of the different uh, options 
that I would have and that the Titans would have. And before I get into my mock draft, I do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It's hosted by Ryan Tracy, who does Locked On Chiefs, and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, who does Locked On 49ers. They do great work, guys. Um, they're bringing the NFL Draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So check out Locked On NFL Draft. But pick number 26. I got presented with some interesting options. Two wide receivers, both from Ohio State. Boy, those Ohio State wide receivers are going to be big targets. For the Titans, I think. And uh, with Mike Vrabel's connection to Ohio State, he should have good intel on those players as well. But I had the decision, essentially between three guys, that really made sense. Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, Chris Olave from Ohio State, Zion Johnson, the interior offensive lineman from Boston College. And all those guys have merits at the Titans pick. But based on what I think the Titans are going to do, I think they're going to bring back Ben Jones. I think they're going to keep Taylor Lewan. Obviously, Nate Davis is going to be there. I think they're going to look to upgrade at right tackle or slide Dylan Radins in. And then you got Aaron Brewer at left guard. And then maybe they can get uh, an interior offensive lineman later in the draft, third round, fourth round. I think that would make more sense for the Titans. There's a little bit of depth there along the interior offensive line in the mid round. So I think the Titans should go there. They need to get a game breaking wide receiver. Can't have another Des Fitzpatrick situation where they try to get wide receiver in the fourth round. Just cannot have that happen. And the Titans need to address it early and attack it early. And that's why it really came down to Wilson or Olave. And Olave is a more polished guy. He's a better route runner, more savvy, probably got better hands overall. But Wilson is explosive. And that's what the Titans need, that deep speed down the field, that ability to get the ball in your hands, make a ton of people miss, and get to the end zone. I went with Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I think that would be the perfect complement to the big physical wide receivers that the Titans have with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown and Nick Westbrook Aquina. I think you put in Wilson there. He Imagine throwing bubble passes to Garrett Wilson instead of Chester Rogers. I mean, that was enough. For me. So, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, incredibly explosive, big play wide receiver. Go ahead and snag him. That would be great for number 26. Way better pick than Boye Mafe and N'Kobe Dean. I mean, what are these guys doing? Again, the Titans never seem to have logical mock drafting going on. It's like these outside pundits don't pay attention to the Titans at all, don't have a good understanding of how they run their team, of what they need on the team. So, um, no shock there, but... Way better first-round pick to get Garrett Wilson than Boye Mafe and Nicobe Dean. So, anyways, moving forward, feeling real good that I have fixed the wide receiver position for the Titans. Now we had a veteran free agent with some speed, and we're all good to go. We're all good to go. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Nick Westbrook Aquina. <laughs> uh God, that feels good. That's what we need right there. Now, pick 90. The tight ends that you guys all like a lot went off the board. Trey McBride, Isaiah Likely, Jalen Weidermeyer, all those guys were off the board. So I was left with, like, the next tier of tight ends. But what about defense? That's an option, too. So 
basically, there were four options that I was really looking at with pick number 90. You had Boye Mafe, who we just discussed. At, like I said, picking him in the first round just doesn't make any sense to me. He's a tantalizing prospect, yes. Some development needed, but he'll be later than the first round. So in the third round, though, that makes a lot of sense. But I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I just couldn't bring myself to, to you know, put the Titans' desperately needed offensive issues aside to go for defense. I just couldn't do it, guys. I couldn't. I had to go with the offensive side of the ball, and that brought me to two tight ends, Cade Otten from Washington and Greg Dolchich from UCLA. Toss up there, and we'll get into that. And then also, a third option that I'm very interested in if he's there in the fourth round, James Cook. Dalvin Cook's brother, who's a running back for Georgia. Whether you guys want to admit it or not, the Titans have to start to develop a plan for after Derrick Henry. He's over 1,500 carries. He just had a big injury. It's time to pay attention to the running back position a little more seriously. And James Cook, let's be real here. We know that he's going to be good at the next level. You know it. You know that you're going to be trying to pick up James Cook on your fantasy team halfway through the year. Wherever James Cook goes, he is going to end up being the top running back. Boom. He's one of my guys. The the genetics, the information he can get from his brother about the NFL and how to handle it, the talent, the explosiveness, the versatility. Yes, he's not a big, powerful running back, but neither is his brother. When you run at that speed and you have that kind of movement, though, it gives you the ability to, to break tackles and to make plays. So, I really considered James Cook. I really did. But, I looked at the two tight ends, Otten, Dolchich, and I went with Cade Otten from Tennessee. My reasoning, he's a more versatile player. Dolchich is kind of like an Anthony Ferkser type. He's a great route runner, really good hands, flexes out as that F position, that big slot wide receiver uh, as a tight end. He's a former wide receiver, so all that makes sense. But Cade Auden is a much more versatile player. He's big. He's long, incredibly versatile, and he is a good blocker. He can also slot out at the F position, but he can be an H-back, which is that secondary tight end that goes in motion across. He can be an inline tight end at the Y position. He can slot in as that number one tight end for the Titans eventually, maybe not year one, but year two, and be that guy that the Titans offense needs so they're not tipping what they're doing by putting Swaim out there, who's obviously more of a blocker and not a threat in the passing game, or putting Ferkser out there who couldn't block me. Now, that's an over-exaggeration and hyperbole, but you guys know what I mean. Kate Otten doesn't have a ton of wiggle. He's not going to juke anybody out, but he has really good straight-line speed. No, he's not a burner, but he's got good straight-line speed. A guy like Jeremy Ruckert, Kate Otten, make a lot of sense to me, and Otten's versatility gave him the edge over Dolchich, who, to me, is more of a typecast. Anthony Ferkser, third-down pass catcher, and the Titans don't really need that right now. Now, if for some reason they let Anthony Ferkser go, they go get a Tyler Conklin, a Gerald Everett. Um, then, yeah, okay, you go with the Dolchich, and, and you try to fill the role that is left vacant by Anthony Ferkser not being brought back. Okay, that would make sense. 
But with the way I see things going, I think Cade Otten could make a ton of a ton of sense for the Titans. So Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Cade Otten at tight end. I think the Titans come out of the first three rounds feeling pretty good about things. But that's going to do it for a mock draft Monday. We got a lot to talk about this week. I got my rant on Bud Dupree coming. The Titans might build a new stadium. Wanted to make sure I gave that enough time. So we'll be talking about that probably on tomorrow's show on Tuesday. So we'll dive into that. Other things are happening. Those cuts are going to start to come soon. The Titans have some deadlines ahead that should push some moves out. Free agency is less than a month away. I mean, the NFL is a 12-month business, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to be here Monday through Friday to break it down for you. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.